Fighting is always easier from outside the cage, which means it's time for verbal tap. And I'm ahead of Raph right now, but just barely as Kevin Lee takes Michael Chase's back or Michael Jesus with me. Of course, Raph Esparza. I'm your host, Kevin. Raph, uh, how are you doing? Oh, no. Past? Yeah. Uh-oh. Did he? Is he okay. Uh-oh. What, have you, what okay, did you so just see? I just saw Micah Chiza. Yeah. Uh, very. Maybe tap. <laughs> well, he's disputing that he tapped. Yeah, he is disputing that he tapped. And uh, I got to tell you, I think potentially you might not want to put yourself in a position where it looks like you're getting choked unconscious. But that's just my view from the future. This is okay. the first time. Now, now, it's nice being ahead of you. Decidedly, yes. it did take you watching it via IPTV and me watching it live. Right. Uh, this was like the happen. movie Frequency that just happened right now. Yeah. Where, you know, even though we're watching the same event, Kevin is ahead of me. So it was a little h- tough to do. Did he tap? Well, so okay, I knew about so... the maybe tap before you did. And I got to tell you, uh, mm-hmm. maybe gunned it a little fast from the referee because sure. worst case scenario, he just goes to sleep. And you wake is this Yama socks? This is. Now, I will okay. also say, I thought mm. the first one was almost a tap, and it felt like the second one was definitely en route to a tap. But, you know, maybe just don't let him. Uh... Well, do you, do you wiggle your hands a little bit every once <laughs> It does look like he is going out. Okay. I agree. It looks like he's about to fall asleep, 100%. But, like, I don't necessarily convulse a little bit while waving my hands you, just he... kind of aimlessly to get out of things, Kev. That's not really my M.O. These are the types of reasons we need to be fighting to the death more often. I've said that to you. Mm -hmm. I've said that to you publicly. I said it to you on a Reddit forum, I think, once. (laughs) And that way you and I would know, (laughs) do we do that stupid hand movement for the sole Mm. reason of knowing in this? Because you bet your ass I'm going to get up complaining. I'm going to be like, what? (laughs) This asshole? Are you joking? I was fine. That I mean, all... I already have enough issue when we're rolling and you get a sweep that I didn't like. And I'm already like, well, clearly, Kev. Um, <laughs> it was already an elaborate ruse to tire him out. That's why I let him on my back. I was just, this was all a plan. <laughs> but, like, did it not look like, and again, I love the many of you guys who enjoy us screwing up names. But Michael Chizaza was giving up his neck and gave it in such a way that was so unique for him to be like, and like an ostrich kind of puts it out with an extra emphasis of, would you like this? And Motown, waste no time, gets the arm around, starts to pull on the rear naked choke, and everything looks pretty as normal. So this is a big contrast, because Kevin and I also had a discussion about the uh, Tim Bosch fight with uh, one... uh, too big to be too big. Rick. Too over, yeah. Too big, Hendrix. I guess. What is there a name for a citation? You know those way stations when the big rigs have to pull over, Ugh. get weighed. Uh, maybe we should sign up and make that mandatory. The week of the fights, and this is cool because he was at Lovato's gym for the UFC mm-hmm. Open workouts. The whole point was if he moved up to 185, he'd stop having to make 170, which stop having to was not a problem for him. He had stopped having to make 170 <laughs> several weeks before he made the weight transition. Misses weight again at 185. Kev, can I tell you, it's a weird sense of deja vu. What, what is he going to move to 205 next? Uh, oh, Ill-advised. Well- the joke I said was, guys, you clearly don't understand. He's going to miss his weight in all of the classes. <laughs> this is an elaborate plan. This this one feels like a shot to us. And I'm going to ask you a tough question yeah. that, I, that I don't think the answer's yes to. I don't think it is. Okay. But he's missed weight many times. Four. He, he just got rattled by Tim Bosch hard to the head and then knocked out. Uh, mm-hmm. You publicly stated friendship over if I don't stop hitting you at that point. And I agree. I think we're on the same page here. <laughs> if I buckle over in front of you, consider it a gentleman's agreement. The fight is over. Because Tim jumped on him, and rightfully so. You're fighting somebody. But I just like the thing. He even stopped for a second, though. Then he realized he it hadn't been called and was like, oh, shit. And at one point, it looked like he was going for extra points at going north-south. And 
uh, going from there. Now, guys, this is where I need to stop right now because uh, in the background, and Kevin again is in the future, so I'm just seeing us come back from commercial. <laughs> we have just announced Kevin Lee as the winner of the Yo Mama off 2017. Uh, as you may recall, these two individuals had issue. Uh, Michael Chiazas was saying that he did not appreciate his mom being brought into this despite talking trash. Uh, Kevin Lee is not perfect because he was also the one who said, hey, everybody, um, I just wanted to let you know I'm not going to talk that trash. I'm not going to do that thing. And then proceeded to talk trash. So there were no winners here. I also like the little statistic on bottom. It says he has the most wins in the light heavyweight category. Is this correct, Kev? Kevin Lee? Yeah, just said he he passes like Tony Ferguson. Oh, sure. Yeah, I always forget the light heavyweight category. It's possible you've been fighting for the last three years and we've never heard of you. And I, again, uh, and obviously we know enough, Kevin Lee, but yeah. Not enough credit to uh, Motown and his his body triangle that he was using there, but <laughs> Mike Kiaz is just like... He just gave the uh, diamond. It's just too much, dude. Yeah, of course. Of course he's going to be part of the Illuminati. Anyway, guys. Every time we see him, he's more tatted up. And <laughs> this one, I don't like. I, don't, I didn't hear what he just said, but mm-hmm. I got to tell you, the more I watch his... his hands start to go it's like yeah maybe he could have waited one more second but you know sometimes you gotta choke a guy that was that was a fight over can't wait to hear more controversy about it refereeing is hard i'm gonna say this uh bosch knocks out big rig hendrix carrig felice herrig uh does some serious damage to justine kish in a great fight it was a good fight. And what I appreciated about it was uh, the amount of shit talking that Dominic Cruz was doing just to be like, um, you may notice she's using a lot of power here and no a technique. A lot of power. He also said just around later, that's one of her gifts. She can just keep being powerful. It's <laughs> like, okay, well, which is it? Is there, is there a gift that she's good at it or is she out of power? I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, th- it's a great thing to be referencing, but I just kept loving how many times they brought it back up. Um, just to let you guys know, I did listen to what uh, – I didn't hear what Motown said, but I just heard what Mike said on the mic. And Mike was letting it known that he was not happy with the stoppage. He wants to do it again in Detroit with Motown because I think they figure they got a thing now. Yeah, They're like, also, so, who else will fight us in this division the champion's a fucking boxer. Jose Aldo's a psychopath and may or may not come back. We're definitely not going to beat T-Ferg tomorrow. That guy looks insane. Ah, uh, Let's roll the clock back on this payday. Head to Detroit. That sounds nice. I like the way fighters are starting to think. That's not dumb. Well, probably doesn't cost you much to put on an event in Detroit. I'm pretty sure you and I could put on an event in Detroit if we really wanted to, Kev. <laughs> All right, so that's that's what happened there. Let's go back to the, the other card. Uh, Felice Herring uh, looked calm, composed, so there's those words to use that. But, Kev, I hate to take this and, like, break news to you, but there was a fighter who fought on this card that we have on the phone, apparently. What? See, I didn't even yes. see his fight, so this would be great to talk to him about. Yeah, one of I'm my, pretty sure what, he's going to be really happy to talk to you, too. Perfect. <laughs> Fighting one of my favorite German assassins, Dennis Seaver. I'm going to put you on hold, wrap and bring on the prodigy, Hawaiian's own BJ Penn. BJ, tough loss tonight. I, I do see that you lost. Oh, ow, no, I can't believe I lost again. How, Kev, how? The question is not how did you lose. It's oh. how do they still let you keep fighting? No, oh, Kev, that's the thing. I am a warrior, okay? Yeah, you are. Listen, I, I like, I am, um, hold on. You know, the words are kind of hard to sure. find right now. I believe that. Um, and can I... you, Day, did you see the part when I knocked down Dennis Seaver? No, I did not. Oh, man. Like, for a split second, I was like, oh, my God, I'm me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and and then, then I forgot. And then I went back to being whoever I am right now, Braj. Braj, we need to talk about whoever you are right now. We have okay. to. Okay. This okay. is not going to be a speech about how you shouldn't do MMA because that would be ridiculous. 
That would be also very rude to invite me on as a get out my head out. Very rude. It would be. I yeah. agree. And I'll keep it down. Hey, could you please like tone it down, Braj? Because like uh, it's, it's really like it's a rattling in you, my head. You know what place doesn't hurt your head? And you oh, can still that? exhibit your fighting prowess. Maybe that same fighting prowess that brought you to the UFC. Uh, it's almost impossible, Braj. What it's, could possibly give me that sort of competition edge and uh, also heavy competition experience? I agree. It's almost impossible. But now, thanks to the emergence of the submission grappling community and how big the Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament scene is, I think this is a clear time to make that transition. Don't you, champ? Uh, bro, no, the thing is, is like I've already been there and done that. And like... No, no, hear me out. All the people, they love the sub only and Braj. I'm not about sub only life. I'm about like only, you know? Masters worlds. Those are the two words I have for you. It's time to throw that gi on and get back out there. Well, the only problem with that, Braj, is that um, if I do Masters worlds, then I have to do like fight Masters worlds which um, I know they break it up by age, but like you age four times as fast as normal people. So I'm going to have to compete with like the 65 year old people. Well, I think, and I want to be super clear. You'd have a real competitive advantage there. I don't know. You haven't seen some of these 65 year olds. (laughs) That's true. They're not small guys anymore. And I also think you're missing out on a huge opportunity. Which is to, you know, fight a fight some of these youngins. You know, if we're being EBI. very honest, missing out on huge opportunities is like synonymous with BJ Penn. It's actually Hawaiian uh, for BJ yeah. Penn. <laughs> it's not always Hawaii's fault. I'll say that. Sometimes you know, good. the translation between my beautiful language and English, it doesn't always work, bro. No, that's uh, 100%. And obviously, whatever your corner was yelling Like, tonight. aloha. Have you ever thought about that? Oh, it means hello and goodbye. Pick one. Yeah. Super confusing when I'd go into restaurants. People would say it. Just like, all right, I'm out of here. BJ, join the grappling community. I love you. We love you here at Verbal Tap. We want you to come back on and talk about how you know you're about to tap Gary Tonin. Not how you're about to take a new battle with MMA concussion protocol. You know, Kev, here's the thing. You didn't see my fight, but can I make one um, defense in my defense? Yes. Okay. Um, like, my new style is to absorb all the punches and then, like, see if I can return the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this one, I took a lot of punches, okay? Mm-hmm. And sadly, it was, like, the best fight I've had in, like, you know, 10 years. <laughs> You can still take a punch. I'll tell you that, champ. Uh, Verbal Tap fans, former BJJ champion, amongst his most notable accomplishments. He also won a few UFC titles, but no one remembers that. No, Uh, bro. I know I don't. (laughs) Soon to be returning to the grappling community, Hawaii's favorite son, BJ Penn. Bye, bro. I just want to say thank you to all my bros and brosinias for being so... Ow, ow. Ow, my head. Go, go, go okay, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down and sleep. But I heard if you have a concussion, it's not good. This okay. Anyway, bye everybody, ladies and gentlemen. BJ Penn, I hope he finds a beach and he gets some comfort soon. While we officially petition him, and maybe it's time. Um, I'll bring Raf on for some internet savvy. Sure. Uh, I need some advice, Raf, on how to start an internet petition to get. And I'm not gonna name <laughs> names because you and he still have that have that little riff you know, you know of course i do about. i do <laughs> it's in it he's the only one with the writer well you upset gsp about a, a dinosaur comment but he's pen's the only one with it in his writer uh that he won't appear with you because of the ufc incident That's how do rude. we get him to grappling where's the petition where do we put it do we like get everyone to make one of those videos can i make my honest pitch yeah okay guys this is me I think this is the best way to approach getting him there. What do we know about BJ Penn? What does he love, Kevin? Um, not coming to fight week. <laughs> what else? Hawaii. Close. That's good. We're getting warmer. That is something he loves. What else? Weed. I mean, I cannot confirm or you deny that. It. That's a, that's you. But that's we your know area. he loves grappling. Well, we know he loves burritos. We do. Okay. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he said this. In the past, this is where if I were to have developed some kind of impression on BJ Penn, I would never. I would have gotten it from the following sentence. And remember, guys, I'm an amateur when I do impressions, so this is going to sound really bad. Nah, bro, I can put away all the burritos possible. Like, it's not hard. I can eat so many burritos. It's not even, like, difficult. I love burritos. If I were to do that impression, I'm sorry it was so bad. So, okay. What do we offer to buy him a burrito? What do we do? No, no, no. You leave, like, breadcrumbs. Instead of breadcrumbs, you leave burritos to the mats. Like crumble a Chipotle over Mm -hmm. to Master's Worlds. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he's just going to sit down and he's going to pick up the trail. And at each one, before you know it, he's on mat 12. And... Kombach. There you go. Put him in a gi. Done. Genius. Yeah, Fucking genius. Kombach with the old Hansel Gretel burrito <laughs> trick. <laughs> yes, yes. I definitely I definitely remember reading about it's it. 100% fat before. There's there's only 10%. Somebody's going to tell Dana White about this as he listens to his his weekly podcast. Absolutely. And he's he's going to be like, why didn't I fucking think about that? <laughs> like that would have been a great way to get him. <laughs> it could have uh, gotten rid of him so long ago. So long ago. Well, fun night of fights, and we got to see some of our old friends. Clay Guida gets a, a win here. Just sneakily going to be fighting till he's eighty-five. And good luck telling if he's eighty-five or not. Uh, your relative Esparza gets a win. Yes, Vittori. With his beautiful face, the Italian dream, uh, takes a takes a big win. Horcher defeats mm-hmm. Devin Powell. Devin looking like the hipster of all fighters. Um, overall, I think this definitely did what it needed to do to compete with the Bellator pay per view. I'm going to turn that question over to someone who voluntarily watched it. When you said I'm at Dave and Buster's with Bellator, I almost texted you back. Too many distractions. There's no way you won't be able to find 10 things better to do than watch Bellator pay-per-view. Hell, just some of their VR machine, like, uh, you know, Normandy beach games. Raph, how was the Bellator pay-per-view? Starting with a Chael Sennon undefeated streak continued. Uh, There was a double knockdown involved. uh, and Michael Chandler's leg might not be okay. That's all I know. All right. I don't. Okay. Uh, I want to, before we move on, UFC, Tim Means, congratulations on your win again. Good fight. Dirty bird. I will say this. I was not planning to watch the Bellator. Okay. But I happened to be at a function and the function was ending earlier than uh, I had anticipated. So I said, oh, well, I'm at Hollywood and Highland. And there's a lot of different bars and establishments here. And right as I was leaving, you know, they're asking me, they're like, hey, Raph, are you going to like stick around? And I was like, actually, I think I'm going to Dave and Buster's. And they're like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to Dave and Buster's because I think they're going to have these other fights that aren't UFC, Bellator, and then just crickets. Like, <laughs> All right, whatever. I'm going to go try and see this. So I'm going to go by myself and I'm going to see what happens. So I walk down there and I walk into the bar and already good news, Kev. They are playing the prelims on the television. So when a place will play the prelims on more than one TV, it's a good sign. I then happen to come across a poster that says we'll be showing the fights here. And it's a good sign, if I may interrupt, that there's Mm. not much on television that night. Go on. Absolutely. But when I saw the poster for Bellator, I said, I think I'm in luck here. So... I go to the bartender. The bartender says, yeah, it's going to be a cover of $10. Now, Kevin, $10 to watch the Bellator. Unbelievable. I'm in because you and I talked price point. And That's I true. And we would have both paid 10 Yeah, 100% would have supported for $10. But again, 10 is like a little uh, – but I thought, all right, I'll order some food and we'll go there from there. And uh, I like he goes, I think it's going to be in the other room. So I go to the hostess. I go, excuse me, are you guys going to be showing the fight? And she goes, yes, we are. And I go, oh, that's great to hear. Are you guys going to a different room or how is this happening? And she goes, no, it's going to be on the main screens in the bar. And I was like, well, I'm already there. And she goes, yeah, it's going to be there. And I go, is there not a cover? And she goes, no cover. And I said, Kevin, this was my Mecca. 
this was meant to be because I didn't really want to watch this shit show. But when they said there was no cover charge, I couldn't help myself. And I thought, all right, let's make it happen. So I started watching the fights and I got there right in time to see the snooze fest that was Ryan Bader versus Phil Davis. And they decided to give a championship to Ryan Bader, which I could neither get excited or angry about. So ex- and it went exactly like you guys thought it would. So super boring, which means now we're transitioning into the pay-per-view. Okay? I, I forgot Ryan Bader won a championship. That's uh, my bad, guys. <laughs> It was it was strange. It was even stranger to know a little bit later when they were just talking about it and they put up some clips that James Gallagher defeated Shinzo Machida by submission. And I said, oh, that's weird. Ryan Couture also picked up a decision win. There were some submissions that happened earlier in the night. But there was something strange. And they had Neiman Marcus Gracie. His name's Neiman Gracie. It's definitely not Neiman Marcus Gracie. <laughs> I, I'm calling him Neiman Marcus Gracie. And apparently he was supposed to be on the undercard. But, Kev, they ran out of time. There were three fights on Spike TV. And they ran out of time? Yep. How's that happen? I'm so, just, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened. So, Kev, let me ask you this. If you had to bump a fighter, mm-hmm. okay, where would you put him on the card? If I had to bump a fighter, bump somebody I would who was move them. on a a a uh, televised portion of it where would you put them on the the pay-per-view card uh, second i i don't okay. necessarily want to trust them to go first sure but i'm prepared to let them go second well i've got great news for you yes because remember how we saw that zach freeman versus aaron pico was supposed to start off the night yeah i remember how half the world was like aaron pico this kid's the truth there were articles written about him, calling him the next LeBron James. He had a zero 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 record, but everybody seemed to think that they knew something about him, yes. right? And we were nervous about putting the opener in the hands of someone who's never done it before. And guess what? They did not put him as the opener. They moved him to second? They moved him to second so fight. So the s- night started off with a championship bout between Douglas Lima versus Lorenz Larkin. And somebody asked me today, and I again, I watched all of it. I didn't get drunk. But somebody said, so Lorenz Larkin is the new uh, Bellator champion? And I go, I don't remember. <laughs> it was really, it was really. I uh, can't say. Not eh, anything memorable in a night that was a shit show. So maybe that's one of the better aspects of it. It wasn't a super exciting fight, but it started the night off. And yes, I can tell you with great confidence now, Douglas Lima retained and Lorenz Larkin was very angry about it. But we go on to the next fight. Zach Freeman versus Aaron Pico. Kevin, ask me how long the fight went. How long? Was it a, 24 wh- seconds? Fuck yes. Time out. Did Aaron Pico win with the KO? No. Aaron Pico, the next LeBron James, LeBron James at the NBA Finals in his first year. <laughs> no way. Well, first of all, everyone knows. That's Raph uh, taking a little shot, just taking a little shot at the LeBron, because I'm assuming this would mean he got his ass beat 24 seconds into mm-hmm. the fight. Yes. yes. That's amazing. Thank that you. really is. Uh, we, we weren't, we're not always right. We were right here. <laughs> now, here's what happened. Then you have the excuse train of everybody saying like, oh, he's a kid. You know, he didn't have the right camp. He didn't have this. Oh, they were putting him in there with a vet. Now, Zach Freeman is an old human being. In fact, if you look at him on Wikipedia, Wikipedia actually took off the link itself because it's like, I'm not going to go find who this guy is. So Zach Freeman, and they kept mentioning how old he was. They kept asking, what did it feel like to derail a whole bunch of uh, momentum? And it's just kind of weird. But he caught this kid in a guillotine. And it was, I mean, Kev, it was beautiful. He set it up with a knee. Pico kind of like was looking around and days goes in for a shot. And then Freeman's like, oh, is this a guillotine? And at first I thought he could get out because he wasn't quite putting uh, his legs around the body or he sure. wasn't doing that nice kind of like scissor, like one leg kind of blocking the, the stomach and one leg over the back kind of a thing. Yeah. Guillotines like porn, you know, when you see them when they're right. in. Uh. 
But instead, he was screaming and being like, Rawr! Yeah! And I thought, well, this is weird. Now, Kev, again, we're getting into weird territory. So we've already had a hype train derailed. Seems like okay? the theme of the card, weird territory. Okay. It, it, it should have been dubbed in the old UFC explosion era of semicolons. Weird it territory. should have been referred to as... Bellator NYC 180 derailed. <laughs> All right. Now we get to the next fight, which is Brent Primus versus Michael Chandler. Kev, I need you to sit down for this. Are you sitting down for this? I'm, I'm sitting down and out of respect for what obviously has to be just an amazing card moment. It might be, or it might be the worst, Kevin. If it wasn't a shit show before... This is where it decides to go full shit show. Here we go. Brent Primus, Michael Chandler starting in – it's not the octagon. It's just the circle. So they're kind of sizing each other up. Brent Primus is getting in a few punches. All of a sudden he starts kind of picking at the legs. Michael Chandler's leg, his ankle, starts to buckle a little bit, Kev. Okay? Okay. Now, that's not good. No. Now, a lot of fighters will do their best. To fight through it. That'll hurt, it, by the way. Michael Chandler has been in wars at Bellator. Okay? <laughs> yeah. There's no easy way to say this. Okay. Michael Chandler then starts hobbling around, and everybody kind of understands, like, shit, dude. It's not looking good. <laughs> and he looks uncharacteristically uh, nervous, and he's just trying to make it work for him. So there's a knockdown. There's a knee. Chandler's still up and kind of skipping around to try and make things work for him. Now it's becoming apparent that he has an injury and it gets to the point, Kev, whereas Chandler goes to like swing and miss, he's using all of his energy, which tells you, oh shit, he's putting everything behind these punches for this Jim Carrey-esque dance. Referee calls timeout, has the doctor go check on him. At this point, Kevin, I'm going to send you the link. Okay. Wow. I need you to describe exactly what you see as this happens, okay? And this is all from a really good leg kick, essentially? Kevin? Yeah. This must be terrible, by the way. I can already hear the silence in your voice that makes me nervous. (laughs) That this is one of those videos everybody who's seen it is already aware, and everybody else is like... Has Anderson Silva level quiets about it? It will. It's different. I'll give you that much. So again, everybody who is on the other side of the world, I'm very sorry for what you're about to live through as Kevin kind of goes through it. But it is exactly as I described. It's a fight between these two gentlemen. And I don't want to spoil it for Kevin, but I'm going to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it. After the fight. Gets momentarily stopped. And Kevin now is seeing the wobbling, which I'm sure is taking a lot of toll on him. The referee looks at him, and Chandler gets put on a stool. (sighs) When he gets put on the stool... Things have changed! Things have changed! The foot's not doing what it's supposed to do! (laughs) (laughs) He even knocked him down! Yep. Yep. Now, Kevin is reliving exactly what I just described for you. Oh, no. They didn't move his chair. Oh, foot broken. Foot broken. That foot is broken. Gross. Fuck. And that's super hilarious that they take his chair. That person needs to be fired immediately. Did they call the fight because they took his chair? Yes, Kevin. That's exactly what happened. It a little bit looks. So they uh, originally aren't convinced they're going to call off the fight. His foot is yep. not attached, just as a big heads up, not bone wise. Mm-hmm. They're like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He gets up. They take his seat. He falls down. And they call the fight. Now, if you guys haven't seen this clip, what's wrong with you? But second of all, to really fully give you what it Gross. felt like, it felt like Lucy in the comic Peanuts taking the football away from Charlie Brown. Except the just, stakes were higher. <laughs> the stakes were much higher. Now, the worst part was the referee decided 
that was enough to look like he couldn't stabilize himself when he was falling back to like lean on the chair to be like, all right, well, if I've got more time, then I might as well sit down. And when he does, it's kind of the whoa, 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 and then like falls in his butt. And then (laughs) you see the referee go, I've seen enough here. X to marks the spot. This fight is over. And Chandler is beside himself. Now, Kevin, I hate to ask you to do this, but I want you to interview mm-hmm. Michael Chandler. I'm not going to do any impression or anything, but I just want to give you a feel of what the uh, post-interview sounded like with him. Okay? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael, it looked like you had some problems with your ankle. Can you describe when it came unattached? <gasps> Let's do that again. Oh, let's do it again. Let's just oh, just do it again. What are we? What are we doing it again? The the ankle break or the fight? You so know, that was him. It got <laughs> real intense, and I understand why. But I also didn't know how to take this because the two of them kept saying like, "Yeah, let's do. Let's just do it again." <laughs> the only joke I could come up with was Data White holding the cash. And the joke reads <laughs> with Data White doing it. And it says, Michael Chandler's leg. You'll collapse in the beginning of the first if you know what's good for you. As he holds up a giant wad of money. <laughs> now, we had some people, and I guess this really shows you the caliber of human being. Uh, it says uh, from Mac McKinnon, whatever. It says, you're saying he took a dive. And I responded, I'm just saying, talk to his ankle. Now... Listen, I'm not accusing him of taking a dive. I'm just saying on a shit show night, this was not the weirdest thing to happen. This and this is crazy though. Like from a fight perspective, this is a real fight craziness. Like in terms of obviously, you know, he got kicked and then I I do like that he almost knocked him out by the way. Uh while while hobbling around on his ankle. Whew. So I like this. It says anything is possible, but that's highly unlikely in my opinion. Dude, no one cares. Uh, Bellator has to shake the circus act feel if they want to be taken seriously, though. Agree. Uh, My contention is, yeah, I don't know that I necessarily think it's staged. It's just weird as fuck, and none of us know what to do with it. However, the element of staging, Kevin, might have come back up a little bit later. But let's get there when we get there. Um, Next fight. Next fight is going to be... Well, it's going to be the Matt Mitrione, Fedor, Emmanuel Eco fight. Well, no wonder yeah. you have adrenaline about this thing. You go from like a foot dangling seat pulling incident, which, by the way, Bellator end the fight because his ankle isn't attached. Maybe not. Be, never mind. Let's just, let's just power through. And Kevin, now that you've seen the footage of him on the stool and missing it as he bleeds back, I was trying to figure out a way to make that better, to make something feel a little bit less you know heavy as that scene could have been do you agree that the music of benny hill might have helped it out a little bit always okay good and my instincts are still there's never a time benny hill won't like just make a situation (laughs) more i'm just waiting for like and like the wind up is the best part of that all right kevin so now we're at the co-main event okay Mm -hmm. matt mitrione defeats Fedor Emmanuel Rico. How did he do it, Kevin? Well, now we get back to the shit show element of the show. Now, now I'll we tell get you back after the whole bench thing. Stoked. Well, the bench thing was already like, it can't get worse than this. Gotcha. But let's talk about it. It was already Ryan Bader, Phil Davis. Womp womp snooze. Uh, Douglas Lima and Lorenz Larkin. I don't remember who fought in that one. Zach Freeman, old dude, defeats 20-year-old next LeBron James. All right. Momentum killed. Poor kid. Brent Primus versus Michael Chandler ends in hilarious stool injury because it says here method TKO ankle injury. No, that should read on fucking Wikipedia. TKO stool injury. I want that noted for the record, counselor. All right. Heavyweight fight. Matt, how did Matt beat Fedor? Well, you're asking yourself. At this point, Raph, how could that have been a shit show? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> if you watched it, you know what I'm talking about. There was a moment, Kevin, where I they both imagine. went to strike and they both knocked themselves down. What does that mean? Like it in was those a early double, MMA fights. <laughs> it was a double strike at the exact same time. Which to me, if you didn't think the last one was anything remotely 
staged. This just reeks of Bellator's record of, it's a little suspicious, to the point where I couldn't tell if both Matt and Fedor were backstage and they got their crosshairs mixed when they're like, you're taking a dive. No, you're taking a dive. And then they both hit each other. And for a split second, Matt looks over at Fedor. They both take a knee. Fedor leans all the way back, and they both get up to see who's going to punch the other first. Matt won that fight. <laughs> so again, I don't know that anybody's necessarily contending the stoppage because when Fedor looked out, they had to like super ice pack his nose, and he was kind of doing that whole Marsha Brady of like, my nose is not perfect no more. <laughs> so that was weird. Fedor's face has just been molding differently for a few years, so I think he'll bounce back. Or, you know. I should also mention, I mean, I was Twittering yesterday, so I tried to bring you guys the experience as best I could. But there were elements that I thought were especially humorous. Um, I have to say this. The person who was on the play-by-play was Jimmy Smith. So I like that a lot of you have now caught on to our joke about fake Joe Rogan. So when I see the memes, I feel like you're doing jokes we did five years ago. So thank you. I appreciate that. But the better part about it just was just tag us five stars. Could you, yeah. Could you plus just give us some fucking credit, you guys? Um, but the thing that made me laugh, though, Kev, <laughs> more than anything, was the return of Marl Manalo. Because he was excited to be back and there was something comforting about him. And dare I say it, Kev, dare I say it, Mike Goldberg was at the main podium, like almost the Fox Sports desk. Yeah. And he was anchoring it with Brandon Schaub and I forget who else, but uh, I think the other punk, like Thompson. No, it's not Thompson. Damn. Fuck, it's going to bug me. But like, yeah, so they were all sitting there and they were all chatting And at certain points, Goldie was interviewing people. Dare I say it, I think I like him there. Wow. He does add a certain journalistic professionalism to that crew. And that is – that's a statement. Because it takes away – like he can be his bombast self and (laughs) they were at – like you could see that Shaw was trying to get him to say like, uh, Mike Goldbergisms, and he's like, "Well, coming up next, or kind of things," and you could just see uh, Shab getting really giddy about it. Um, but I, I didn't dismind it because there was a moment where they showed what's his face, Rory McDonald was in the audience after like the uh, the first fight, and then he's in the audience clapping because they reference him, and then he's magically at the booth with the guys in seconds. And I was like, wait, I was kind of wondering how he went from point A to B so quickly. And then I remembered, oh, shit, he's a vampire. No big deal. Um, From some other things that check to know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Goldie was good. Uh, It's just it's a strange thing. Okay, the other thing I wanted to point out, and I think this is important for you to know, Kev. Yes, this is one of the tweets I put out here, and I want this as a topic of discussion for both you and I. I don't get why this is so confusing. Bellator isn't stealing the UFC's talent. They're rebooting old shows and rescuing them, like Netflix. Yeah, this is like a fuller house for mm-hmm. MMA fighters and affliction wearers. If they had played the everywhere you go or everywhere you look, whatever, same thing, <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, this feels like home. Because they also had a reception center in the first row of like Randy Couture. Tito Ortiz, uh, was it Phil Baroni? Like you name all these people, and it was like a murderer's row of people that you had to go pay respects to after you won. And I kept thinking, like, why isn't this a barbecue? This feels like the type of thing you would see with like Randy holding a beer and like checking on the steaks as he's flipping them over. <laughs> so that's always where he looks. Just as a, I guess my question for you is: Are you ready to know about the main event? Yes, I guess Matt Mitrioni beats Fedor is the main takeaway thus far. Was it clear? Was it an easy decision? Or It was. There was a little weird part where Matt Mitrioni was saying, uh, fuck the Warriors, I'll go to see you, President Trump. So, okay, there's that. Congrats, dude. 
Go enjoy that. And you know what the next part is? He'll probably get invited because not a lot of people are asking. So more power to you, kid. All right, Kev. But now you're ready to hear about the main event, right? Yes, I am. All right. Me too. Except I have a problem for you. What? 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 Do you remember at one point I said to you, Kevin, what would you like to hear about Neiman Marcus Gracie getting pushed off the card and where would he be placed? Oh, God. Did they go right here? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. That was a choice. How did this one go? I don't know. I I will tell you, and I'm very happy to go through that, Kev. But I think it's really important to know, what does the phrase co-main event mean? (laughs) I guess he's co-headlining. Well, no, because Matt Mitrioni and Fedor was the co-main event. They announced that. That I honestly don't have a choice. Uh, I don't understand. Uh, you wouldn't be the only one. Because people earlier in the night were like, oh, shit, why isn't even Marcus Gracie? Where did that go? Where did that fight go? Oh, well, let's just sprinkle it right after the Matt Mitrioni and Fedor thing. So when we're talking about a shit show, now we're coming into this phase of, What's, why is this kid – like why wouldn't they put this on before the Michael Chandler fight? Was it just that they saw the Aaron Pico hype train get derailed that they're like, can't do it. Neiman Marcus has to go later. Kick Mm-mm. it to the last. <laughs> then they go, all right, guys. As soon as we recover from this whole Pico situation, definitely Brent Primus and Michael Chandler is going to give – oh, his leg. Fuck. Okay. Fedor is going to win. And when he does – oh, God. Yeah, put the kid on now. <laughs> so there you have it, guys. All right, so uh, Neiman Marcus Gracie got a submission. Boring with a rear naked choke because jiu-jitsu. Though he did look like he was in trouble in the first round. If my memory serves me correct, it looked like he was almost in a guillotine himself or in some sort of weird trouble. So if you're going to correct me on that, I don't care enough. Now, Kev, at this point, I am on my second beer of the night. And I have basically paid for my way through. Now, you said that's not bad. We would pay. No, not at all. I spaced myself out very well. Um, now, you said that we would pay 24 or $25 is what I said, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that was my bill at David Buster's. So oh. I felt like I did my service. Damn. That's awesome. All right. Chill yeah. Sonnen versus Wandy. How do you think it went? Not well. I mean, I can't imagine this thing had a lot of had a lot of uh, how do I even these are two older fighters. Vandy mm-hmm. has not looked good for a while. It really has not. And neither has Chael. And that's how Vandy's last fight go. was in 2013, by the way. Was it what year? 2013. Fuck. Okay, well, that would explain Seems like bit. it's been forever, though. I mean, it seems like it was yesterday, actually, because both you and I are like, wait, that can't be true. Well, if you recall, he was supposed to fight against Chael, but then that whole thing with him running away and the UFC saying, well, if you're going to not do a drug test, we're going to kind of not do your fight. So his last fight was against Kevin, Brian Stan in Japan, in March of 2013. Damn. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Brian Stan was an active fighter the last time they had him fight. And now he's merely a sideline reporter who's already gotten his law degree and working in a popular <laughs> firm. This is crazy to me. So how was the fight? It was not great. So it went exactly as you expected. Chael goes in, gets a takedown, secures it, does some ground and pound. It's kind of boring. Round two. Round two. Chael kind of does the same. However, this time there's an arm in guillotine. Nothing happens because, A, we both know, Kev, arm in guillotines, harder to do, right? Much harder. Okay. And especially if you don't know what you're doing, which I think we can categorize Chael Sonnen in some ways. Well, no, 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 no. This is Wandy doing it to Chael because of the takedown and then realizing wrestler, let's try a guillotine and nothing. Oh. Yeah, well. So then Chael gets out of it. Doesn't also train, you know. Well, I mean, it's a little bit more difficult in that he kind of understood it was a problem. Chael wasn't necessarily getting out of it super fast. And then uh, when he did it, he popped his head out. 
he just started kind of like rabbit punching him and the round ends round three more strikes from Chael. Apparently at this point, we're now finding out that Wandy has only thrown 12 punches in the entire fight. Chael has thrown more, but not many more or good ones. So the fight continues. It's pretty boring. Is this at the point where they're like, don't forget five rounds for the championship bout, or was it a three round? It's a three round fight because Bellator going to Bellator. That's, and there's no, I guess it's because there's no championship to it. So there you have it, Kevin. That was dumb. So the fight ends. Chael gets up. And you see he immediately starts cutting a promo. One judge, I think, even had it as like 26. Like, a, yeah, a 30-26 round. So you know it was going to be super good. And as we then go there, Chael goes straight into being Chael Sonnen and immediately is calling out Tito Ortiz, who is in camera frame with his giant dome. (laughs) Now, at this point, Chael says that he's undefeated in the Bellator ring. Now, those of you with memories, some part of Kevin, is that statement true? No, he has... Most recently, notable losses to Tito Ortiz and the USADA Gaming Commission. There we go. So when that does happen, though, Kev, it is him saying comedically that he tapped out Tito Ortiz because of that weird snafu where he thought he tapped him out, but then he didn't. And then he lost to the dumb, dumb choke. Hey, that happened to Michael Chasse, you know, thought, oh, hold on. Not quite all of that, but some of it. It could happen. <laughs> So now we're at a point where he's calling out uh, Tito, and it's just surreal. And then he switches his focus to saying, now, Fedor Emanuelico, I got to say, it's just really – oh, and I should probably mention, before he even goes into Tito or that, he had mentioned how much he hated New York. So he went full heel. Then pretty, does the Tito. It's pretty awesome. Then goes into saying he wants to fight Fedor. Who just lost that night. So what a great way to call him out. And being like. Fedor I think. It will be your pleasure. To get my signature. To go and continue this fight. Now I should also mention at this point. Wandelay came over. Threw his hands up the whole time. Like I cannot believe this outrage. I cannot believe it. When he didn't do jack shit to win the fight. And so mad at Wandy. Or mad at Chael. Wandy pushes Chael on his way out of the cage. That's about it. Him? Yeah, he just pushes them. He's just gonna like, you know, when you don't like somebody and you don't want to do enough to start another fight, so you just kind of like, eh, I hate you. That was what he did. <laughs> and thus concludes our discussion of Bellator. Wow, Bellator doesn't even. I mean, you describe it, and it sounds entertaining. It just doesn't sound sober, mostly. <laughs> So let's read a few of these things because we put up some memes. Many of them did well. So thank you to everybody who shared them. Did you happen to see what Dylan Danis was wearing, Kevin? I I happened to try and understand what he was wearing. I still haven't fully been able to make it. All right. Well, it essentially our joke was when you're not sure what carpet sample you wanted. So they put them all on one shirt. It got yeah. some comments. That was the uh, comments. I'll read you a few. Uh, One person, Andrew Shaw, said, can you speak up? I can't hear you over that shirt. Uh, Master Wicked made me laugh and said, it looked like my old drug dealer after he got his first fat paycheck and tried to look baller. Uh, Let's see. What a douche. Someone tell him his name is not Conor McGregor. (laughs) This dude is a walking L, which is pretty funny. Uh, It's even more stupid than his Irish boyfriend uh i understand what they're talking about absolutely uh this is my favorite this is from d mac 94 and i want to let you guys know sometimes we we have some fun at the way that these are read but i'm going to read it verbatim okay none of you would say this shit to his face lol the t-shirt is slick (laughs) okay first of all I never put out a joke I wouldn't say to somebody's face. That's the whole point of comedy. So 
No, dude. If I saw him, I'd be like, dude, remember that carpet you wore? No, I wait, you dare wore three. I dare him to try and not laugh at the phrase. It looks like you brought all the samples, huh? <laughs> Uh, someone put the Dennis Rodman of jiu-jitsu. Kevin, your thoughts? Sure. <laughs> Not sure he's gotten uh, enough rebounds yet. <laughs> Not yet, but he could, Kevin. So uh, those were the, some of the comments that we had on that. Uh, throughout the night, we put up things, and, you know, uh, people were starting to try and say, hey, it was funny. You know, I enjoyed this more than a UFC event. Say what you want, guys. But – Two things. One, at least we beat Russia at something. Okay. Number two, what is that, that is the case. Something in this particular Um, You know, Matt Mitrioni beat Fedor. There so we that go. that was, you know, go USA. Um, I also put up a post <laughs> that said uh, it's the movie Mafia and it's Jay Moore. And it's him after uh, Ginger, his girlfriend, as uh, portrayed in the movie uh, Casino, throws a glass at him. It crashes behind him. And he says one of my favorite lines, which is, that's why we can't have nice things. I replayed that, but I put Bellator, me to Bellator on what happened tonight's shit show. We had people saying, Raph, I don't know what you're talking about. I completely disagree. Twas better than a lot of UFC's shit shows. And I said, completely. What a barn burner of a main event. You kept waiting to see if one of the guys would pass out from their own exhaustion. Or if they had attempt submissions, they were nowhere near capable of pulling off. At one point, uh, I'm pretty sure that Chael had a Kimura and then just forgot how to do it. And then in the mid process, when he kept being put in half guard, he kept like leaving his leg in there and you'd be like, dude, if you just move your leg a little bit and you're back in full guard. Good job, buddy. (laughs) Uh, Somebody put, I hope with, you know, Bellator stays afloat with sponsor deals. They'll be able to bring in young talent and hopefully compete with the UFC. But for now, they're still getting UFC cast offs and the occasional contenders looking for more money. Yeah, this is one of my favorite comments. It said, this is like WCW 2000. Verbal tap, I'm waiting for Tim Ferriss to win a title match. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know, man. Uh, Bellator has some good young talent. I enjoyed some of the fights, but as soon as Fedor, Silva, and Sonnen came out, I tuned out. They need to promote their young new talent because they do have it. Again, we're not disputing any of that, guys. I think the misconception here is that we don't want it to succeed. It's just they kind of have to meet us halfway. <laughs> They they really do. Plus, and can I just throw this out there? Mm. There are plenty of young fighters. There are. That's our point. There are plenty of not even young. Uh, it's just it's getting difficult to watch uh, some of the older guys do it. <laughs> and honestly, on a weekend where the UFC was putting BJ Penn and a USADA list or USADA infected Dennis Seaver out there. I mean, it's a pretty good weekend to strike at them because you can accuse them of doing the exact same thing. But there was a clear delineation between the UFC's event and Bellator's last night. So just for uh, your own shits and giggles, Kev, I'm sending you over uh, the look on Tito's face, and it is one of my favorite looks. Uh, I actually did see this awesome meme. (laughs) That was uh, very good. Tito looking uh, like he's trying to concentrate on something. It ends up looking like surprise and confusion for the rest of us. Basically, the joke reads, the look on your face when your next cable bill reads, Bellator pay-per-view, $50. And you know what, Kev? I love that the people on here were starting to say things like, well, I illegally pirated it. So, mm-hmm. Honey Boom said, rule number one, don't pay for Bellator pay-per-view. Never worth it. The free fights are barely worth the time it takes to watch. Shaking my head. Hey, like we said, $24 seemed about right. <laughs> if we and had, you know what? Uh, that was the number I did, Kev. I, I appreciate you for staying true to your word. Uh, we do need to move on to a little bit of grappling coverage yes, before I that. have to get you out of here for a USGGLLL27 <laughs> wrestling tournament. USSGL. <laughs> I think it might be the actual tournament tonight. 
<laughs> Nikki Ryan takes on Paolo Meow. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I could beat either of them, but I would have thought Meow was going to win this against the newly crowned Purple Belt. I'm surprised he couldn't defeat Nikki Ryan. Uh, though, Purple Belt, Raph? Fake Purple Belt. Fake Purple Belt. Yeah. Because I'm going to go ahead and put this that... out there, guys. You know how Gracie Online has fake blue belts? I'm going to just say it. I think that Nikki Ryan is a fake purple belt. It is yeah. the opposite of Gracie online blue belts because you look at that kid and you tell me what he has done to people that you're going to safely call that kid a purple belt. Bullshit. <laughs> Come complete bullshit, by the way. <laughs> All right. And the fact it's that people Dan are like, he's online. 15. Right. <laughs> Well, not just Danaher online, but here's the thing. Apparently, there's some sort of jujitsu thing where he's not supposed to have his purple belt at 15. Well, guess what? They love fucking with you on the Danaher death squad. So your bitching about it does nothing but bring them glee. <laughs> but it's hard to dispute it because he was there with one of the highest caliber of black belts. And I told Kevin I didn't get to see it. Like I watched the match initially, um, but I didn't get to see the end. And I thought that Meow might have actually submitted him just from the way Danaher put it. But Kevin then said, no. Nope. I watched uh, some stuff and it just ended 10 minutes. And I have to say, the transitions that I did see between the two were fast. Nikki looked composed. Within the first 30 seconds, already starts putting uh, Paulo in some danger. So, like... Didn't just get in there and be a 15-year-old and like, oh, shucks, I guess I'm just happy to be here. No, dude was fucking serial killer, massive, uh, in danger, uh, danger pushing. So, yeah, dude, I was, I was proud to see him do that. There's a lot of match, a lot of back and forth, and, you know, Nikki's still getting some. I, You know, just he obviously has a, a talent and a no-gi comfort that I was excited in the Danaher post also. He dropped a little nugget that he's going to put on the gi. Is he? He apparently has dreams uh, that uh, also include the gi, which is smart of him. Good for Throw him. Throw it on man. now. Train with it for three years. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll get it figured out. <laughs> I mean, I presume they do put it on. Obviously, Gary seemed to understand what it meant and how to use it. So, I mean, Gary still hates himself after he puts it on. But uh, I hate fine. myself after I put one on. But that's not you're no, it's not you're not the same. <laughs> You didn't make Once a name again. for yourself in Nogi, Kevin. We agree. <laughs> we, I guess, yeah, you're right. <laughs> There's no name to be made here. Uh, Raph, huge weekend for the Bellator pay-per-view in terms of people are absolutely talking about it. Mm. Fun weekend in terms of very little going on, which is why we saw a lot of Nikki Ryan versus Paul Meow buzz because it just means there's uh, – there's some matches. There was a fight to win, I believe. There's another one coming up, but that's going to do it for us tonight, if I'm correct, Rafa Sparza. Yep. Take it to some shout-outs. I'll start. Uh, Shout-out to speech friend of both of us, grad school compadre, longtime bestie. Shivali Gowder was in town for some work stuff. Raph slid in some... Visit to come hang out with Victoria and I. Dinner, debauchery, that type of thing around. Um, plus, you know, we went to a taco Ria. It was Taco mm. Fest this weekend. You got to you gotta rep that stuff. Which is a shout out to Denver. Their enthusiasm for tacos. It's not LA. It's not Texas yet. But I like that they're trying. We're trying mm. to get it there. And that's the goal. We got to keep, keep adding that spice. Uh, and I had a churro donut that was uh just just mind-blowing that sounds delicious yeah and to mmj america who's really been helping with some anti-inflammatory pain in the finger hey Uh, let's just shout out some mmj america while about it and that's gonna do it for me ref all right let's do this guys i want to go and thank uh all the good people at mbc i went to go to a really cool uh uh, conference over the weekend. I got to meet some new people. So if you guys are listening to this and you have no idea what's going on, this is grappling. And we talked about grappling in MMA and it, it can be silly and I hope you guys enjoy it. And more importantly, 
I hope you're still with us at this point because it's a lot to take in. And that's not our fault. There was just some batshit crazy things. So there's that. Uh, I want to go ahead and start some thanks, Kevin. And I think this is a big one. And it's one that I just I feel in my heart. So I want to go ahead and, and thank this person sincerely. My thanks go to one AJ Agazarm. Why AJ? You ask yourself, Kevin. I hope it has something to do with the article that I didn't read because of the quotation. Mm. Well, Kev, when we all practice the art of AJ Agazarm, mm-hmm. otherwise known as the art of jujitsu, but we refer to it as the art of AJ Agazarm because he is jujitsu. Um, it's just there. I don't know that anything made me both laugh cry hysterically and then really like feel an emotion of what why why am i reading this so it's been a while since i've seen something like that and as i put it up for many of you guys who enjoyed it uh it's just really silly so uh thanks aj we all needed that as a nation you know we're not coming together enough on this trump thing but i think the nation can come together in their not sure what to do with you ishness uh, i also i guess while we're on that same topic want to thank acb for letting us know exactly where to stand with you guys because um he put up a quotation which said even the devil is afraid of the thoughts in a faggot's mind so that is acb in case you wanted to know that is the absolute championship burkut that is the guy who recently according to bloody elbow he turned down a nike sponsorship over athletic brands support of lgb TQ rights, which everybody knows you can totally disagree with if you are dumb. All right. Anyway, let's go to or this. A oh, bigot, if we're using the words, if we're, you know, bigot. Use. I think that's a good word, Kev. That, that's good. Uh, I love it. This is what I really hope. I hope there's somebody listening to this right now just getting fucking furious that we're bringing it up and just being like, oh, but I want to hate those fucking gays. Anyway. So if you don't hear us talk too much about that, then you've answered your own question. All right, let's go to our next one. And I want to thank Pablo Castillo. Uh, he was a good sport. He let one of his teammates kick him. And uh, as a result of it, I made a Family Guy meme that many of you enjoyed. Thank you very much for sharing. Enjoyed. Loved, Ref. Spirit lifted. <laughs> Again, we're all doing our part to help the nation move forward. I also want to thank everybody who shared the Conor McGregor Gambit coach. I, I love that people were saying they're like, Gambit's the worst character. And it's like, no, that's Jubilee. 100%. Let's never get that twisted. So we're going to have some fun mileage out of that one as we get closer to the fight. Because who dodges cards? All right. I also want to thank my job. If you guys want to read some of the articles I'm doing, they are starting to go up now. That is suitedmag.com. So that's suited, like getting suited up. So it's suitedmag.com. There are articles of me giving you guys an insight into the UFC's new headquarters. There is a Kung Lee article. I got an exclusive with fighter Kung Lee. And uh, if you guys like it, please share it. Uh, we love for people to get behind it and we know that so many of you guys are so good to us i also want to send a shout out to valley martial arts center a lot of guys got uh, some uh some well-deserved recognition we had a promotion day such great stuff on that side of the world so congrats to everybody who uh, leveled up a little bit you guys are killing it and crushing it and then i also want to send a shout out to the ussgl guys um, if you guys haven't heard yet, just know this. August 12th, August 13th, we are producing both an invitational. So we have an eight-man and eight-woman invitational on August 12th. And then we also have an open tournament on the 13th. Both of them are taking place in beautiful San Diego. If you'd like more information, just know this. You can go visit ussgl.com. And uh, you yourself can go ahead and compete right now. The price is going to be $50 for adults, and for every additional category, it is $25. And then for the youth, for the kids, it is 20 or I'm sorry, $40 uh, to compete with us there. So uh, if you guys are interested in coming to see the eight man and eight woman invitational, we have tickets available for that on Eventbrite. Again, you can find all that information at ussgl.com. We're super stoked. It's going to be on the pier. 
there's going to be matches taking place uh, by the pier for our tournament. And then we're going to have exhibition matches a little bit later on the carrier. So, guys, I can't tell you how excited I'm for it. And you're going to see a lot more promos uh, going up uh, showing you who those competitors are very soon, as well as some fun little things uh, that we have to promote it. So on behalf of myself, Joey, Drew, Eric, Mike, uh, Blair, uh, Joey, did I say Eric? Yeah, whatever. Uh, on behalf of all of us, thank you guys all of your support and for the shares. It and if you are looking to volunteer, go to ussgl.com and you can find a section under volunteer. We'd love to have you guys help us out. And I think that is going to do it to me. That'll do it for us here tonight. Verbal tap. I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good bye. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time.